0: Hi everyone. Um welcome to episode eight of What's Your Damage Defy, my podcast. It has been about a month, I'd say, but okay, first, before I introduce you to the topic, let me tell you a little about my schedule. So what I'm thinking is that it's just school has been really, really really overwhelming lately, and I don't think I can be able to upload twice a month anymore. Um, So I would say, uh, I don't even know, like, I'd love to do that. It's just, I don't want my episodes to get, like, you know, quality-wise worse, because I do want to, like, keep up the research I make before the episodes kind of like I sometimes watch some videos from another um, commentary YouTube channels. I like to kind of look at the movie slash topic from a different perspective and I like doing that. And I don't want to just like be bullshitting on here, although that is kind of all I do. I'm aware But even while I'm bullshitting, I want to be, you know, (laughs) kind of knowledgeable to some extent, you know, Um, and like school has been really hard and I'd definitely say it has gotten worse. I do like the schoolwork because I like my subjects, but it is hell of a stress- To just, like, make sure everything is on time. And I also recently got an SAT tutor. And he's been giving me a shit ton of homework. And it's a lot. Honestly, my SAT score wasn't even that bad. But I do think I can do better. And I did not ask for a tutor. But now that we're paying a lot of money for him, I am trying to do all the homework he assigns so that has made me even more busy and stressed out basically so i'm planning to reduce the number of episodes i post once a month like that is i think gonna be my schedule Maybe if it's, like, March and if I have, like, my spring break or especially over summer, maybe I can do two episodes per month. I'd love to do that. Especially summer, I think, would be a good time. Although, I will have to be working on my IAs and my EE over the summer as well. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have more time because I won't be at school, you know, 80% of the day so I think I can do that over summer maybe but for now we'll do one episode per month just so you know now for the topic of this episode yay finally (laughs) um so i read a whole last book for this episode so if you guys are like oh she doesn't put that much effort into this podcast She's doing it just for the laughs. Like, I am doing it just for the laughs. But also, I do want to have some opinions that I can, like, back up, kinda, I guess. I don't know. Um, for my episodes. And I do want to give you some facts while I'm presenting you my opinion. So, today is about you. Not you like as a person i'm sorry i won't be talking about you i don't know who you are but i wouldn't make an episode on you because you're not a movie or show but the netflix show you um i read the book i read the first book if you guys don't know it's a trilogy and i wanted to give you my opinions on the show in general And the, and I also want to compare it to the book and how the character Joe Goldberg differs in two different forms, like in the book versus the show, basically. And that's why I read the book. I wanted to see how different the book Joe was from the Netflix show Joe um so I will give you my opinion I feel like Joe is a really I would say controversial character some girls fucking fall for him um Penn Badgley is like how the fuck do you like him I'm talking about the actor he's like how the fuck do you like him you shouldn't like him what is wrong with you I hate my character and some people are like, oh my god, these girls are sick, bro. Like, the ones who love Joe. And I want to talk about that too. Like, I want to give you my own opinions on Joe. And why I think some people, especially some women, like the character Joe Goldberg. And why the hell would anyone like him, basically? I am I will try to kind of hear them out. This will kind of be me thinking out loud so let's get into it okay so the book was released i mean published (laughs) fuck um in 2014 and the tv series was released in 2018 the first season the show now has three seasons and there is a fourth one coming up as yeah, yeah, there is definitely a new one coming up that is, I think, confirmed. Um, the book has a 3.93 star rating on Goodreads, and the series has a 7.7 star rating on IMDb, just so you know, in case you were curious about that. In my own opinion, I mean, this is a while ago, but I apparently rated the show 10 out of 10. um, And I finished the book yesterday and I rated the book uh, 3.5, basically. Now, so let's talk about the show. So the show is basically, there is this dude called Joe and he works at a bookshop. And he's like this, you know, the classical, the very cliche Loves reading. Wasn't, like, was born in the wrong generation because likes the old stuff too much. The old books. How the world was. um, Doesn't use social media. Conventionally attractive. But. But. He is a little bit of a sicko. (laughs) So... The first scene of the show, if you have seen it, oh, by the way, guys, this will contain spoilers, just so you know. Um. So yeah, let's, let's carry on now that I told you that, because damn, that would have been bad. That's what I should have started the episode with, like, that there's going to be a hell lot of spoilers. Whatever. Let's keep going. So Joe falls in love with this girl called Beck the moment she sees him in she what he sees her in the bookstore and he is struck and he is a very observant person and you can tell that From, like, the first second of the show, like, he talks about Beck's. Beck is the main gal for the first season. And there is a different gal for each season. Kinda, I'd say. Um, So, Beck's clothes, Beck's hair, Beck's gestures and how Beck speaks to him... And he's just really weird because, like, he just keeps talking to himself, and the show is narrated by him as well. And the book is basically like an inner monologue. So, what kind of struck most of the audience at first, and you know, primarily about the show, was that the narrative is not reliable at all. We kind of watch the whole thing. We also read the whole thing from Joe's perspective. And as we move on and discover how obsessed and kind of mentally ill Joe is, we realize that what we're reading or seeing might not be what actually happened at all, which is really exciting. And I think, so this is one of the reasons why people love this show or the character, I would say is that we have a thing for sick stuff. I don't know why, but when something is chaotic, disastrous, or, you know, like so interesting, but like in a really fucked up way, we want to see it. We, we would kill to see it, we want to see a psycho, we want to see murderers, because I feel like as normal people, quote-unquote, we just cannot get our heads around, like, how someone could do such things, and how someone could think the way they think, to kill someone, to be a stalker, to be I don't know, just not like the other people and to do creepy stuff. We want to know. We kind of... We would we would kill to kind of discover what goes on in their heads and what makes them act like this. So the psychology is really interesting to us. For me, at least, I could definitely say that. Like, to see how Joe's mind works is a really different experience, but... This kind of came more with the book, I'd say. Um, The show is honestly great. I had such a good time. I binge-watched it. I think I watched the first season twice because that's just, it's kind of like became my um, comfort show for no reason. It's just, to see Joe has a really weird comfort in it. It's just, he's such a fucking maniac that you're like, oh, let's see what he does now. Like, it's just, it's just curiosity. And I think that's what really, you know, draws us to him, into him. Um, And so we get to know Beck, we get to know Beck's friends, kind of fuck buddy, and the people in Beck's life. And basically, we follow Joe and him speaking to himself as he finds something wrong about all these people and never himself he would never think that something is wrong with him it's always on the other people and he basically gets jealous and you know kind of creates problems with these people and then He kills them one by one and we watch this happen and he claims that he loves Beck more than anything but once Beck does not act the way he wants her to, he fucks that up as well. So basically Beck has, no sorry, Joe has this box in his bathroom ceiling Um, that has Beck's belongings, that he stole. He broke into her house without her consent, and he basically takes her panties, her pictures, or, you know, the little things, like hair ties and shit. And he just keeps all that stuff in that box. And Kind of by the end of the show, after he's murdered, everyone Beck loves, or not even necessarily loves, but, like, the ones in her life that didn't even literally choose her, like, choose to be in her life. Um, He kills them all, and then, in the end, they're kind of happy, I guess, because, like, they you know, spend the nights together. They go on dates and Beck finally finds this box. And then Joe goes crazy and Beck is like, what the fuck? You're a stalker. You're a sick person. And why would you do this? And then Joe has to lock her up to this cage he has under the bookshop he works at so basically this bookshop's owner is Mr. Mooney who kind of raised Joe I think we can say because Joe doesn't have a father if I I mean this might be wrong but basically what I remember the most is that his mother is fucked up his mother is really fucked up she has lots of um issues with drugs and alcohol as I remember and she's just a very neglecting mom. So she, he is basically raised by Mr. Mooney and Mr. Mooney is not really the father figure, the healthy father figure um, that Joe needs. So to teach him lessons, he basically locks him in the very same cage when he was just I don't know, like 12, 13, 14. And then he teaches Joe how to take care of um, books and how to keep them in the best conditions. And Joe kind of learns everything he knows um, from Mr. Mooney. And Mr. Mooney is not really the best example. So Joe doesn't really have the choice to be a good person, basically, because he doesn't really have that many resources or that many people in his life that he can look up to. Um and then so in this cage, he tries to make Beck write a book because she's actually a graduate student and a writer, but she's living such a I don't know, kind of like posh life. And such a surface level life with her friends that she kind of never has the time to write. And Joe thinks she's so special and that she doesn't fit in. But she's doing all these things to fit in. And he thinks he's helping her. So um, he makes her write in the cage. And then he kills her and then he publishes the book she ends up riding in that cage. And then I think he blames the murder on the psychologist, on the therapist that Beck goes to, that Joe is also jealous of because he's a male and he thinks they're sleeping together. Which I... It's been a while since I last watched season one, but in the book, it is true. They're sexting, they're sleeping together um, Beck gets a new computer just to talk to the psychologist, so, but of course, it doesn't give anyone the right to, um, lock her up and kill her, obviously, like, cheating sucks, yeah, you shouldn't cheat, it's a really asshole-ish thing to do, but you can't kill someone because they cheated, you get them out of your life and move on, and it's hard, I know that it's hard, but, the thing is, you don't murder them, right? Well, I don't remember what happens in the show, like, if it's actually true. Whatever. And then we move on to season two, in which Joe wants to start a new life, a fresh page in his life, so he moves to L.A. And in L.A., he changes his name, he goes by William, I think, and um, he meets Love, love is a really interesting character i kind of fell in love with love the moment i saw her the actress honestly because victoria pedretti is just she is one of my you know like i definitely say like top 10 celebrity crushes um in the women category and she is amazing she has great mimics and gestures and i think she's perfect for the character um the thing is love seems amazing and flawless and all that joe needs at first but then I'm, I'm skipping most of the stuff like really quickly you know fast forward because just be mindful of the fact that There are a lot of side characters and a lot of stuff happens with them too. Like Joe's neighbors, Joe's, no, Love's brother that is an addict. And, you know, there is Love's past relationship and the trauma that came with it. And there is a lot of stuff. But to kind of analyze Joe a little more, I'm just kind of skip all that. And coming to the important... You know, like the turning points, basically. So it turns out that love can also kill people for the ones she likes. So she's also a crazy bitch. Um, And she is also the jealous type. And when Joe finds that out, he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? As if love is not a fucking mirror image of his. So it's really weird because... That is when you kind of like even figure out like more deeply that Joe is truly sick. Because you you really see that once he starts judging love for being the way she is. For being jealous, for being obsessive, for killing people out of jealousy. Because that's literally what Joe does in the second season as well. Like he goes, he goes to LA to start a new life but he cannot... Get over any of his old habits. Like he just keeps them going in different forms in LA. He thinks he's getting better. But he's not from an objective point of view. Not at all. And then when he figures out that love is just like him. He doesn't find that attractive at all. He doesn't feel seen at all. Um, He does not relate to her. And he's like, oh my god, there's something wrong with this woman. and Which is really weird because... That is when you can see that Joe cannot see how not okay he is. There is something seriously wrong with him because he cannot tell that he's also a very harmful and obsessive and um, jealous person. But he cannot see that, which is even more creepy because, you know, sometimes people are psychos and, you know, get over it. But the fact that he's not aware of the fact that he's a psycho is really creepy because he thinks he is the guy like, and and that he's a good person and that he's doing the best he can in every situation and he thinks that he's superior. I'm gonna talk about this a little more when I start talking about the book because we see that even more in the book. So then Love gets pregnant at some point and they move... Into this gated community um, in season 3. And then Joe doesn't change his old habits again. Even when he has a son, Henry. And we see Joe, you know, deal with the neighbors and the other stuff. And then he meets this woman called Miriam. And we... I think season three is like one of the first times that we actually see Joe struggling because he actually does try to get rid of his old habits. Like he he's actually trying to actively stop himself from doing what he would do automatically. Like he's trying to get rid of his habits very clearly. But I mean, it's not enough because he does the same old shit and he kills people as well. And we also see Love being a crazy bitch Um, for her kid, for her husband, getting all jealous, trying to make his husband jealous. And Love also struggles a lot in this new gated community because none of the um, women in there are like her. So she can't really find any friends and she has some problems with her mother and she really struggles. And she also thinks that she's doing the best she can for the welfare of her family. And I do, of course, love, love more than Joe. They are kind of the same person. But I just really relate to love to some extent, I would say. Because how jealous she is and, like, how she would actually, like, physically hurt people just to protect the ones she loves is, like, so relatable I'm sorry I'm not I wouldn't murder anyone okay I I wouldn't go like 100% love queen crazy but I do get her and how hurt she's been I mean same with Joe the dude is fucking traumatized and yeah I mean I don't even know what to say at this point because I do love love, and I think after Joe, love is, like, the most kind of interesting character is because she leaves the audience really, like, full of ambivalent thoughts, basically. And at the end, you're like, do I love love or do I hate that bitch because she's kind of crazy? And you can't really tell because, like, she's so sweet, and you kind of get her. Especially, I think, with some girls, I feel like they also relate to love a lot, because I saw that on TikTok at all times. That might just be the algorithm, because I relate to her as well, Um, but I think, you know, she's also a main character, since she does not die like Beck does at the end of second season, and she gets another season, which makes her one of the most important characters. Which, I mean, actually, I'd say the most important character after Joe, because, I mean, if also love narrates the story at some parts, which is interesting because we all thought that only Joe narrated the entire story. So I think all of these factors kind of prove that she is a main character and maybe to kind of represent what a female Joe would be like and kind of to make the audience question how they feel about both of these characters and for example for me I kind of noticed that since love is pretty and like she's a woman and I feel her more I am more likely to justify the things she does. Whereas with Joe, I'm like, oh, fuck this dude, this, he's a stalker, he's a creep, I hate him. And in the same way, I can see why some girls like Joe a lot. I feel like some people see their traumas in him. Um, I believe that some girls with daddy issues also fall for him. Because I just feel like if you were neglected as a child, especially by your father, when you find a guy, when you meet a guy that is a little too interested in you, you know, like obsessive stalker level, you are likely to perceive that as pure love because you have not felt love by the one guy that should have loved you and taken care of you so when you see a guy that does extreme stuff for you you don't look for some kind of mental illness or like kind of quirkiness in the guy you're just like oh my god he should love me really really much if he follows me home if he is controlling over me, if he's jealous of me, um, not jealous of me, but jealous over me. And so, as young daughters (laughs) who have not experienced normal love, you know, the bare minimum love, some girls just perceive the extreme as the best case scenario and they just assume that that's what love is because you have never um you've never gotten to experience love in a you know ordinary way like you you never got to experience it so you don't really know what love is like by a male so Once you find someone that is like super obsessed with you, you're like, wow, they must love me really, really much because you've never really tasted normal, healthy love. So that's my, that's my opinion on why some girls really, really like Joe and why some girls make TikToks like, oh, I'd love me a Joe Goldberg. Girl, believe me, you, you wouldn't. I know, I feel you, I get the psychology behind it, as I just explained, but please don't, I don't think you want to get murdered, (laughs) just saying, and I think I really like how Penn Badgley takes responsibility, and in every single one of his interviews, the dude is like, my character sucks, my character is not supposed to be attractive, charismatic, or lovable at all, like, he points that out, and, like, you can tell that he cannot stress it enough, and he thinks it it is important to point that out as the actor who plays the character and i really like that about him because it is a big responsibility and i do like that he keeps reminding that because as he should because it's serious no girl should ever want to be with a borderline murderer you know if someone around them is just like conventionally attractive But obsessive and a stalker, you shouldn't just be like, oh, but he's so hot and he loves me. Like, shut up. You don't want to get killed. Even the dude that plays the character is telling you that. Like, who else would you want to listen? Like, you're hearing it from the dude himself. The fact that he's attractive doesn't change shit. There's also that. We're all so surface level as human beings that, like, if Joe Goldberg was... um you know, depicted as, like, a very, very conventionally ugly guy and unattractive guy, um, like, a bald dude, no one would ever try to justify the shit he did. But since he is, you know, played by this really attractive actor, Penn Badgley, everyone's like, oh my god, Joe Goldberg. Like, girl, if an ugly guy followed you home, you would call the police. But when it's, once it's the thought of a really attractive guy following you home, you feel wanted. You feel like you are super hot and you feel like you're important and you feel like a man finally loves you. Like, no. Just think about it. What you would feel like if it was an ugly guy. Just think of an ugly guy in your life and imagine him following you home, checking your texts, keeping your panties in a box hiding it he doesn't even tell you um because I'm all in for not judging people for their weird fetishes like if if I was married and my husband was like can I please keep your panties because I just I have this thing and I kind of really want to keep them in a box I'm like okay you're a weirdo and I regret marrying you I would tell him that but second of all He asked for permission. And then if I were like, okay, well, don't go too hardcore, but you can. And then he'd be like, oh, okay, cool. And then we'd be adults and he would get my panties. And then I would be not necessarily happy about it, but at least he asked for permission. I don't think we should judge anyone for like um, having a thing for, like, keeping their loved one's weird possessions, as long as they ask, this dude, just, I'm talking about Joe, he breaks into her house, she doesn't even know, and he just gets stuff, and then just get out, leaves the house, and, like, that is not okay, that breaks a hell lot of laws, first of all, So yeah, Um, now to talk about the book a little, if you thought the show Joe is bad, let me tell you one thing. The show Joe is very much likable comparing to the book Joe. That Joe is a whole another level and he is even more problematic and he's even more psychotic um in the book and what i don't get is why the producers of the show decided to kind of sugarcoat all the things i mean i get that when there is a book adaptation you don't keep the stuff all the same. Like, you do change stuff. But what I don't get is that every hateable, like, 100% hateable um, traits of Joe just completely transforms into something more bearable in the show. But in the end, he still murders people. So why is Hollywood trying to make someone who murders people in the end in both cases more lovable like I get that maybe you're trying to make the show something more twisted and sick and once there are some things that you can like about him you're more in between and they're kind of the morally gray character and there is something really attractive about morally gray characters and you want to discover and like you want to explore a lot once you um, encounter a morally gray character I totally get that so maybe that was the aim of the producers of the show but it's just he's so much more lovable in the show that it's just like weird to me like why not keep some of the stuff and like keep the real Joe Like, or why do you want to leave the audience in between so badly, you know? Like, why do you want them to question if they like a murderer or not? Uh, That question makes the entire existence of the show very dark in its very roots. Um, So yeah, that's, I think, definitely something to think about. If you have any... Kind of opinions on this. I'd really love to hear it. Um, I'm gonna tell you more about the book Joe now and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Just a really quick disclaimer I do not like calling Joe a psychopath as like an insult um, because honestly, I think it is something that we all do wrong at all times, calling someone a sociopath, a psychopath. And there are people who are diagnosed with these illnesses, and I don't think we should see them as monsters or bad people or people that could possibly murder you at all. Because first of all, it should be treated... Just like a physical illness. So you should be mindful of the fact that it is not their fault, literally, not their fault at all. And, but what I'm saying is, it is so fucked up that no one, I mean, most of the people don't have the chance to go somewhere and get treated because I'm pretty sure like it's a torture. To the people who have these illnesses as well. I'm pretty sure no one wants to live their lives like that. And it is... It doesn't make anyone monstrous. It's just something that should be treated. And everyone should get the chance to get treated. And we shouldn't even be talking about this. Because everyone should have the right. Um, And honestly it should be fucking torturous to live in joe goldberg's body because it is kind of like he has like in his brain he feels like he has to do this stuff i've read and heard a lot of things i feel like he definitely has some kind of narcissistic disorder because he always like thinks that he is better than everyone or like all the other guys in beck's life Or in love's life, and then, but mostly in Beck's. I, we feel that a lot, we see that a lot. And he never notices how he's doing the exact same shit as the other dudes, even more severely, I'd say, in some cases, like in murdering Beck, you know? (laughs) So there's something definitely narcissistic. Um, I heard from some people who claim to know that they who claim to know about psychology that maybe he has also antisocial behavior. Um also psychopathic behavior because he doesn't really feel anything. But the thing is he also does feel stuff, like in an extreme way. The one that I can definitely put a finger on is narcissistic behavior because he's also really selfish in many cases no matter how much he claims to love beck um murdering her being the first obvious proof of this um but i'd really love to hear more from you guys if you have any opinions on on like what could joe's illness be you know because it's really interesting it might be a combination of stuff but what i'm saying is we shouldn't really see him as a monster but more as a really interesting case, you know? Um, and I do think we should be more careful while depicting mental illnesses in the movie industry, like the entertainment business, because it is important how you represent people that are kind of a minority that might get some serious damage according to your representation um, as a majority, you know. Um, So let me know what you think of that too. So to talk about the book Joe. The book Joe is a fucking misogynist, you guys. You have absolutely no idea. It was... I gave this book a 3.5 stars because... At times it was so annoying that I had to like put the book down and I was like okay I can't do this anymore but then it was really um it's about 420 pages and I read it so quickly it could probably get you out of a reading slump a hundred percent and it was a really good thriller and It's just the fact that it's always from Joe's narrative was just like, wow, this dude is fucked. Like, something is definitely wrong. Um, So let's talk about him being a misogynist. First of all, he mentions how much he hates body hair on women multiple times in the book. Um, Commenting on Beck's body as well. And Beck is, like, the woman he claims to be in love with, which I don't get. Because, like, at some point, he's fucking, like, oh, like, you're, I think the woman who waxed you had some real issues and you don't deserve my nice, clean legs. He says that, like, actually says that. And I'm like, dude, let me see your fucking legs. I don't think so. He's such a misogynist. He insults women's body hair so many times. Literally, get the fuck out of here. It's not your business. And also, why would it be there if it wasn't supposed to be there? And if I were you, Joe, I would focus on my own hygiene because I'm like, I have a really clear image of what your armpits look like. Okay, okay. I, I can't believe I'm having like a real beef moment with a fictional character. But he pissed me off so much, guys. Like, you don't get it. I had to read that for 400 pages nonstop. There are times where he is slut-shaming. Oh boy, that was one of the worst. He calls Beck slutty many times. He calls Beck's... Close, slutty many times at some point by the way I've really like these sentences are all deeply engraved in my brain so when I'm telling you the lines from the book they are exactly what he said like almost exactly and I'm not exaggerating at all so like be mindful of that and like just question the entire thing based on this he goes, at some point, if you're gonna dress like a whore, Beck, you'll need an S-skirt. And I can be that person. And I'm like, you're calling her a whore. And she's just wearing a fucking skirt. At some point, she basically, he basically makes her cry. Because, okay, for a short period of time, Beck works in Joe's bookstore. And she wears something with her her collarbones showing. And then Joe's like, you can't wear that. This is workspace. You cannot wear that. And then he sends her home to change. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, he calls everything she wears slutty and something a whore would wear, quote unquote, so many times that I wanted to kill that bitch. And the thing is, you know, this Benji guy that beck you know um regularly kind of sleeps with for fun because benji is a drug addict and he doesn't really want beck um as a romantic long-term partner um but he calls joe calls benji a misogynist so many times like a person who doesn't know how to treat women Um, a person who's a fucking misogynist, a person who thinks he's superior than women. But then he says this shit and I'm like, oh, he's not aware of how bad he is himself. He can't see that. So what the fuck? Like that, that just leaves me saying, what the fuck? Because I truly don't get his psychology. Like this is where my, like all the... IBHL psychology knowledge leaves my body because after that point I can't comment at all I'm just like whoa WTF because he calls her a whore and like insults her body hair so many times and this is all after he calls Benji and all the other guys in Beck's life a misogynist an asshole who doesn't know how to treat women so many times and I'm like joe are you okay girl because you cannot like if you just looked into a goddamn mirror you would see how problematic and misogynistic you are and how can you not see that so that whole thing kind of made me realize how um involuntarily sick and problematic joe is so this is i feel like the book really depicts the whole he's a true psycho thing well because it's like, you can tell that it's not in his control at all. You can tell that he cannot see how skewed his whole brain functioning is. Like, he cannot see that. He's not aware of that. Which makes the whole thing, the whole character, even more creepy. Um, And that is where you see, okay, this is a true mental illness. That, like, he's not just an asshole, but he's truly sick. So, it's it just... leaves you in in shock like if you think that the show joe is like whoa he's like such a creep like such a weirdo like if you said that in the show you should totally read the book because the book joe is fucked up okay and also at the end of book one there is this new girl after he murders beck there is this new girl who just like visits the bookstore and kind of has a flirty according to Joe, chat with him um, called Amy and we never see her in the show so I might just like do a part two and like read the second book because I thought love was coming after Beck died like we were just gonna get a glimpse of Joe moving to LA and meeting love at the end of book one but that didn't happen he's still in New York and he met this girl called Amy um, and that might just make me buy the second book, because I thought we were just gonna, like, like, I thought that it, it was gonna follow the show's plot, and I was like, okay, I am gonna finish this book for the podcast, and then that's gonna be it, I'm not gonna read the second one, I don't really feel like it, it was already really annoying and, like, kind of tiring to read it from Joe's fucking perspective. But now that we've met this new character that's not in the show, um, I might get the second book. Because I, maybe that's just my lack of knowledge, but I think love is just made for the show and she's not originally in the series like of the book. Okay, maybe I won't read the book because I just did some quick research just to find out if love was in the series at all and got a pretty serious <laughs> spoiler. So I might not be reading the book, but I, I'm I'm curious what is going to happen with Amy. Like, is he going to kill Amy? Is he going to be with Amy for a short period of time? Um, but apparently love is in the books, um, in the series. Of the book. <laughs> oh my god, I can't speak. And the only difference is that she is not a killer in the book. Uh, that's all I'm going to say without spoilers. Because that spoiler just ruined my life and day and life. Um. So that's also interesting. But I might, I guess, read it just for the heck of it. But I don't think I will. Because honestly, school has been so busy that I don't think I can read a book just for the heck of it I don't think I'll have free time until like I am 50 guys I'm being honest here I don't think I'll have like genuine free time ever again for like the next 10 years because let's think about it like I'll graduate and for one summer I'm gonna be like yay and then Next year is going to be just as busy, maybe even busier than high school. And then I'm saying maybe because I'm doing the IB. If I was in a normal high school with a normal syllabus, I would say definitely busier than high school. But IB is kind of uni level. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, The thing is, I don't know if I'll read the book because... If I keep talking, it's going to get even more annoying for all of us in this room, including me. Um, so, yeah. And one more small observation, I noticed how different all the girls in each season are. Like, the little neighbor, not the little, but, like, we don't really see her that much on screen, um... The neighbor, Love, Beck, Miriam, they're so different that I think it's like one of the biggest indications that Joe does not really care about the girls individually. But what he focuses on and what his, you know, mentality tries to do primarily is to just find something to obsess over. I'm not even going to say someone. But something to obsess over. And since we know that he has a lot of mommy issues because his mom treated him really poorly. I feel like he's basically trying to like fill that void and all that trauma and all that negligence um, throughout his childhood. And so he's like trying to kind of maybe find his mom in these women. But the thing is, these women are not similar to each other at all. Which is really weird to me. Like, I don't know. But it's just the way they have nothing to do with each other. Like, you know, personality-wise, I think it just kind of points out how no matter what woman it is, Joe will always end up hurting them. Maybe even killing them. And he's just finding those women to kind of fill that void and to kind of be able to maintain these weird habits, obsessive habits that he has. So that's also something to think about, I think. Okay, so that was it for this week. And I mean, what the fuck for this month, I guess? I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. But you know, I explained it all in the beginning. So um, That was it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any feedback or any opinion or anything that you think I should, you know, think about, you know, regarding the character, the show, whatever, I'm here to listen. I would love to hear it. Also, same with the feedbacks. I'd love to get them. I'd love to kind of adjust everything according to your feedbacks. If you're listened to it this you are? If you have listened to this this far, um thank you so much. This means a lot to me. You have survived yet another day of listening to my annoying ass voice for almost an hour, so good job to you. Here is a kiss, and hope you take care. I hope everything is all right in your life. I hope you're healthy and happy and all that. And if you need anything, also, I'm here. Um, Again, thank you so much. Take care. See you on the next episode. Bye.